young G's and OG's, no. That chop it up. I let it ring. You know that I mean. I don't drink green. I need my green. Let's go. I just want come on up what? Her face and her spleen. I just want let it what? Let it ring. Get wrong, you can't go right. Now I've been known to get blown about a proportion, but I'm on sight. Be careful what you're about to put that on ice. I'm not gon' tweet, I'm not gon' pipe. Whatever you say, okay, alright. You pick your fate, you pay your price. Just know I do not play, alright, alright. I sit in the guard. My dogs like dodge. They pull up and charge. I'm riding at 10 speed. It's hard to pull out the rush. It's dark. What's going on internet analytic here aka dreams and i'd like to welcome you to mine which i call the notorious mass effect podcast i am your hip-hop slash gaming news source with a little bit of pop culture mixed in For episode 16 we're going to be getting into among us ti's new album spider-man miles morales air jordan ones and benny the butcher but, but before that, make sure to click my link tree in my bio to access, access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. Also, make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Now that we got the intro out of the way, let's get into the pod. Okay, getting into the quote of the pod. We're going to go back to a subject I talked on. I talked about like a, a week or two ago. I think it was like two weeks ago. Basically, we're going to get into Among Us, the mobile version. And while also talking about is crossplay. And for those who are like, why we have to talk about the, um, why are we talking about Among Us mobile game when the console, not the console, the PC port is doing so well? Well, that's because crossplay is, is becoming a heavy factor into the, into the playing field because like with Among Us it's not as taxing on certain PCs so it's just like it's a type of game that could go that could transfer easily from PC to mobile and still not lose any type of competitive advantage so hopefully that made sense <laughs> but basically I wanted to get into the mobile version because a lot of people are sleeping well not really sleeping on this this game is one of the biggest of the year like 2020 it might be a, a nom it might be nominated for game of the year which i don't know how that worked because i think this game came out like two or three years ago like this game definitely didn't come out this week but it just well this week this year but it blew up this year this year for some reason um so getting back into the mobile numbers is right now like as of right now is the top uh on both the ios app store and google play in quarter three of 2020 according to uh, sensor towers data data so this game was released in 2018 and they're saying that right now is currently on pace to oh no it already has passed 100 million downloads in quarter in 2020 basically and it passed another game that has 68 million downloads called My Talking Tom Friends. So I've never heard of that or played it. So, yeah, if, if y'all know what that is. And, but the mobile numbers are really like surprising for Among Us because for me, I think this game is more personality driven than anything. Like, I don't think the game plays anything special or or uh, innovative 
I just think that the people playing the game, not the people, but the um, groups of friends who play the game really make the game. You know, it's kind of like when you play Uno with your friends. It depends. That game of Uno is going to depend on your friend group and, and who has personality and who doesn't. So that's how I think that's how I view Among Us. I don't really see it as a game that has. I mean, I don't know. Uno has been around for a while, but Among Us, I don't really see it being around too long because it's a video game. And at the same time, you can't just like like Uno, you could pull out. I don't know why I keep comparing this game to Uno, but um. Like, if you're with a group of friends, you could just pull out a, a deck of cards, like, of Uno, and then start playing. But for Among Us, you have to, like... I mean, unless you're on the mobile version. So, I guess it's the same premise. But we will see how how much longevity this game actually has. Because I remember speaking on this um, two weeks ago. Which, that episode's doing great, by the way. But, uh, thanks for listening. And, um... So, Among Us is i forgot what i was saying (laughs) i just forgot what i was saying what was i talking about i was talking about the mobile game all the longevity basically i don't have too much hope for this game but it's doing great right now so we have to give his flowers while it's here because whenever you when video games come out it seems like people move on to the next really quickly like the lifespan it's kind of like music when you listen to a new album for a certain number of times it doesn't become new anymore and then a new another artist you've been waiting for comes out and it's kind of like you just go to that one instead of stay, sticking with the old music you know hopefully that made sense for y'all um right now it's the fourth most played game on steam which is that's huge because it's only behind like counter-strike which is one of the biggest games ever uh, Dota 2 and PUBG. Oh, also Global Offensive is behind that game too. Well, that's Counter-Strike. Uh, so, safe to say Among Us has been, forming, has been performing well. And even on Twitch, it has up to, it has gained over 650% in hours watched from July to August. And I think I already talked about them, the developers, um, what was the name? The developers, Inner Sloth. I think I already talked about them, like, getting, doing away with the sequel. Because it was like the original game is doing so well that it's like, there's, there's just no need to put another one out when this game is doing so well. That's like, I don't have no comparison for this one. But basically, y'all, y'all understand what I'm saying. <laughs> this game is doing way too, uh... This game is performing. This game is performing great, so there's no need to try to put another one out, and that may end up backfiring and downplaying the original. So they said they had plans to just put whatever they had in a second sequel in the original game. I don't really play Among Us like that, so let me know. Click my link tree in my bio. And message me on one of my social medias to let me know what do you think they can change about Among Us. Would you like to see a new map? Um, skins. I know Fortnite. I feel like they could go a Fortnite route with having a bunch of like like pop culture animated characters in the game. So, I don't know. If I threw out a character, y'all, y'all be killing me. Because <laughs> I don't really. I can see a lot of characters fitting fitting this game. But I don't know too many characters that's gonna like like 
it's like the Mortal Kombat effect. Who would let the character enter a game to get like half sliced off, you know? So that's very interesting. I think they'll probably have to go a more adult cartoon character to try to cross over. And then at the same time, everybody's going to be trying to play him instead of playing the other colors. So I don't really know how the crossovers work for this game. But that's something they have to figure out. And that's why they pay their uh, marketers to figure that out. But yeah, I really don't see them falling off anytime soon and this year. But as far as like years to come, I don't really see them having that much longevity. And then also getting into the crossplay um, with the Mungas. With, the, with it being on mobile and it also being a PC game, there's really no competitive advantage you have if you're playing against a PC player or if you're playing against a mobile player. Unless you just have like a um, track phone or if you're just playing on your like grandpa's computer or something. But besides that, I don't really see any way that cross-playing between PC and mobile will have an advantage for either either or because this game is pretty simple I mean you literally literally just go around doing tasks and then wait for somebody to kill you and then if you're the imposter you just lie like throughout the whole game but also let me know who which is the best group that y'all watched play among us like is it because for me it's been RDC world and I also watched agent I don't know his group name because I don't really I just don't care like that <laughs> but um i've been watching rdc world and all of the collabs that they brought into the to their um live streams so let me know I, i'm i've always been curious about that because among us is obviously being watched across the world and being played so there's always somebody on the forefront i think rdc world may be one of them but i don't really know if they're the main or biggest one so click my link tree in my bio you know uh message one of my social medias to just uh let me know what y'all think of that. What else? Oh, okay. So getting back into crossplay, I guess a lot of people was um, wondering how to do it. But like, basically, if you go in the game, you can find your your uh, friends, or you can. I mean, you can always join a public game. That's like regular. <laughs> but online, when you go online, off the main menu, you can create game under host and then you can i mean do the settings and everything click confirm and then there should be a code that pops up once you do all the settings and everything and click confirm and then you can share this code with whoever you want to join the private um session so a lot of people is wondering like how to like how do i start a, a private game with friends and, and stuff like that and I thought it was pretty straightforward, but I guess not. I mean, sometimes you got to break it down, which is not a bad thing. I mean, everybody needs help at some point. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's all I really have for Among Us. Uh, let me know. I mean, obviously, my link tree in my bio. Let me know what y'all think of the game Among Us and what do you think about its longevity? Do you think it's here to stay or do you think it's a, one of those things that once the next best thing comes out, they're going to move on? Like, I think Watch Dogs is up next or Assassin's Creed. I think one of those games are up next so let me know down in the comment section below which game do you think has the best chance of upset not upsetting but basically having the success of among us is a watchdogs assassin's creed or cyberpunk which we all know i'm waiting for cyberpunk <laughs> but anyways that's all i have for among us so let's switch it up right quick
Okay. Getting into music. We're going to talk about one of, not one of, I would say one of my favorite artists, but it's really one of my parents' favorite artists. And that is T.I. Which also, I think he changed his name like three or four times to like Tip. And then like, I think he changed it to something else. But anyways, we're going to get into T.I.'s new album called The the Libra. I don't even, I think it's like an acronym, but I don't, I don't know what it stands for. Oh, it stands for Legend Black Running. Legend is Back Running Atlanta. Sorry, I can't read. You know, drop now. Just play a little chill. <laughs> but anyways, uh, the Libra is the Legend is Back Running Atlanta. So I just found out what that stands for. I didn't even know that was on the bottom of his album. Cause you know, on Spotify, you can't really blow up the album cover. It's, it's like it's just there to look at. And if, if you try to like. Basically, you can't blow it up at all. But this is the 11th studio album. Has a lot of features. Really, I'd be thinking like T.I. I I think I said this about another artist. I forget. But T.I. is really like a DJ Khaled type OG because he always has a bunch of young features and then old features on his uh, album. It's like never himself. Like he never carries a whole album. But I mean, it's not a bad thing. When I mean, when you're in the game for like as long as he's been. I would be calling all type of favorites. <laughs> so somehow he got Lil Baby on this album. Also has 21 Savage on his album. That just dropped a project not too long ago. He has Young Thug. And then you get to like Snoop Dogg, Rick Ross. So that's why I bring up DJ Khaled. Cause only only time I see those type of that type of variety of uh features on the album is whenever like a, a Khaled album comes out or it's like uh, um basically like a ti i mean or a rick ross obviously he's on the album too and then benny the butcher somebody we're gonna get into later in this episode he's on the album he has a pretty good verse jada kiss is on here jeremiah you know they always it's kind of funny how like jeremiah every time he probably gets a phone call to get on a track he always knows it's, it's they're never asking for a feature uh they're never gonna ask for a verse they're always asking for a hook i wonder if that's annoying for a person like him I wonder if he feels like he can. I wonder if he feels like he has like a whole 32 in the tuck just waiting to, to rap on somebody's album. But he got called up to do a chorus again. The song was all right. Not nothing too crazy. I guess T.I. partnered with All Hip Hop to launch the Libra stimulus package. I don't even know what that means. A 10 day giveaway in the Raptor gifted 1200 to randomly selected uh, people. Like the people who, um, basically the contestants. The, so the competitors had to pick their favorite track from T.I.'s 10 studio albums, beginning with his debut album or LP, I'm Serious. I mean, the contest ended the day that Libra was released. So I'm surprised. I mean, I'm interested to see who actually won that because that seems like a lot of work you have to put in. But $1,200, I mean... Most people put in uh, some work for twelve hundred dollars. Let's just say that. So last month, Ti celebrated his fortieth birthday. Uh, released a self-directed visual for the Libra album. Obviously, he had that single with Thug called Ring. Everybody calls up Thug for the feature. Like I don't know what it is, but I think Young Thug's one of those that just I always talk about artists that create the vibe. Here, I, I I always go back to create creating the vibe, but I think Young Thug is one of those that 
every artist goes back to and just loves to work with like you got drake um who was the london the london uh, no that was a young thug song there was another song that came out oh travis scott he came out with a song called like uh franchise and he had like young thug on it and some other artist that completely ruined the song i don't know who that third artist was but that's why i, I know that's I'm willing to bet that's why he came out with another feature with the remix with Future. And then as soon as like she, the third artist, starts her verse, he, he like Travis completely cuts off and adds like a new verse in there. So he probably got the complaints that she ruined the song. But it's kind of bearable now with Future on it. But I wish Thugger would have stayed on there. But I guess beggars can be choosers. But so T.I. with his. So getting back to T.I. So he called on Thugger for a single called ring ring was pretty good i thought it would be one of the best songs on the album but when the album came out it was surprising the features that he held back from the fans like you would think he would have put that little baby uh, feature uh song out first because little baby like charts like anything you put little baby on just goes to the top of the uh, billboards but even though he, he's gonna get his numbers regardless so i guess he wasn't really too stressed out about that baby song Yeah, so that's all I really have for the details of the album. Now, actually get into the um, full track list. This is a 20-track album. A little long for me, personally. I liked a lot of songs on this out off of this track list, though. So if I had to give it, like, a rating, I would probably say... Hmm, I don't know. I'll probably say either 7 or 8 out of 10. Probably a 7 out of 10. I don't really think it was too amazing but it, it definitely wasn't bad at all so it was definitely a solid project so i would give it a 7 out of 10 so getting into the actual track list you have the libra introduction featuring miss pat i don't know who that is but she got on the like she got on the cracking like all type of jokes so i would think from from what i heard i would think that she was a comedian so she i think she was throughout the whole album I don't really know how many songs she was on, but she was throughout the album and she was just telling telling all type of jokes. So some of them was funny, but some of them was just like forced. Like it was just like as soon as her voice came out, I just skipped because like she was she was on some of the end of the songs. So once it got to her part, I just skipped. But um, getting into track number two with Hit Dogs Holler featuring Tokyo Jets. I don't know who that is, Tokyo Jets, but she had a really good verse, like a really good verse. So I was surprised with that. And I, I understand why he put this at number two on the album because this song is really hard. One of my favorite songs on the album. Definitely, it's, it's not my favorite, but it's one of my favorites. And then so getting into number three, the song that we was talking about before we even got into the track list, the single with Young Thug called Ring. And I actually have a snippet that I was going to play. You know, I always try to find the clean versions for these uh, tracks just for spotify and everything because you know spotify be tripping but <laughs> no nah, but spotify here it is that no nah, it's uh it's all jokes comedy style as joe buddy and them be saying but anyways we're gonna get into the um this little snippet i have of the young thug song i'll make sure it's the right song definitely don't want to play the wrong song but here we go right here with I done lost my place. One second. Okay, so Ring featuring Young Thug. Here we go right now.
as you heard, T.I. and Young Thug was basically going back and forth. I like the hook. The hook was nice. I mean, of course, Young Thug just stays with the choruses, but the way that T.I. came in on the back end of the chorus and then the way Young Thug came in with his verse and then fade back, back out into T.I.'s verse, that was really nice. Uh, I don't really think they really... I don't think they thought that this would take off like it did because i mean it's it's there's no like disrespect to ti but ti is not the greatest like charting album i mean charting artist so for this song to do really good and then to also have a little like i keep going back to little baby like everything he touches like this year has literally been like his year so anything he touches is gonna chart at least top 15 like with any artist so that's a big that's a big step for ti's the libra because obviously ti i mean he's already solidified so but just to have another album to perform like this is just it's just crazy for as long as long as he's been in the game getting back into the track list okay and then we have pardon i also wanted to play a snippet from this too because this is my this is my second i want to say like this album is really good that's why i was judging on if i wanted to give it an eight or not but i think i'm gonna stick with a seven so, the fourth track off the album, Pardon, featuring Lil Baby, the basically one of the greatest charting, charting artists of 2020. They came out with a, not came out, he was on the album called Pardon, and he also had a, I don't know how long his verse was, but he went for a little while, so I don't know if T.I. paid for it or not, but I bet you probably paid for that little baby verse. Not even gonna lie to you. But some people can't even get a little baby verse even if they try to pay. So uh, I know he said that a while back. Like, even if you have the cash, I may not do the feature. Like, I still may turn down the cash. So having this having a little baby on your album is not is not an easy task. So here's a snippet of TI and uh TI featuring Lil Baby. Beg your pardon, I just put the paddock on the throwaway Shout try to take the soul away Beg your pardon, big body roll, give me real race Swerving in an Aston Martin, beg your pardon Hurts about the center where I'm popping With every misinformed, I got it on the can in my pocket I be outside, told carpet with the young Chew like heart, beg your pardon I just put the paddock on the throwaway Shout try to take the soul away Beg your pardon, big body roll, give me real race Swerving in an Aston Martin I just want two million worth of jury to an interview I got people asking me what the f*** got into you I didn't put it all on the line, I knew that the rent was due Had to go and get it, no tripping, it with no handouts Corner stock out how we start selling them at my man house We ain't never had nothing, stay pulling bands out I been running it up and I heard he ran out All these wish you should've found out It won't, how you make it, going safety It don't, you that young turn, baby Show. Never in my feelings about a bra, she can hit, bro Red inside, road truck, call it big boat Heard him say he won't smoke Switch on my clip on my pole, had to add a little more I ain't really off for no argument Gonna do what? Big your party Hurts about the center one pop Well, they be misinformed, I got a hundred K in my pocket I'll be outside, tell them So as you heard, Lil Baby went crazy uh, His verse was really a standout on this album for the best verse, I mean, we have to get through the whole. We still got the track list. That was my that was my last snippet. I wanted to play that one because, I mean, Ti collabing with artists like Young, even though Young Thug's not new, but compared to Ti, I mean, he's new, <laughs> or not you new, but he's like not an OG. Is Young Thug an OG? I don't know. Let me know in my um, click my link tree. You know, message me on one of my social medias and let me know if Young Thug's 
considered a OG to the like is he with that group of the TIs now? Because for me, he's he's an OG to Lil Baby, obviously, and to artists like that. But the TI, he still probably looks at him like a young artist. So those are the two snippets I wanted to play from the album because I really like how artists like that solidify like TI can still reach out to young artists like that and i like on um, vice versa i like how young artists don't think they're too cool to hop on an album like ti because ti has like great bodies of work i know his last project was really good i forget what it was because it was, he put that album out with like he made a museum for for hip-hop like if you look this up ti museum for hip-hop and he, he's like i want to say like co-founder but he, he basically helped fund it so that was all I had for the Pardon song featuring Lil Baby. Getting to number five, track number five. Going along with my point with Young Thug and Lil Baby, he has 42 Doug on this track, which was pretty um, expected. Like, I, Lil Baby and 21 Savage was unexpected, but 42 Doug and, and T.I., I mean, you can see why they would want to collab on the track. So, um, and of course, it's called On the Hood, and it also has Mozzie. Not too familiar with Mozzie, but 42 Doug had a really good verse. I had to find out that I don't know if y'all actually listen to 42 Doug, but he has his when he whistles at the start of his verse, like he can do that like when like it's not like a, a plug-in. He he does that himself. <laughs> so cause I saw him live one time and he did the whistle live. And I don't know, it's not that big of a deal, but for like little things like that, I'll be thinking they have a plug-in or you know how people have like djs they'll have um i forget what you call it but it's something if like hip boy hip boy will have if it's a hip boy beat he'll have somebody come on like i think he just says hip boy but that's a plug-in basically so i thought the whistle was a plug-in but i guess every time he does the whistle he does it himself uh, get it. So moving on from that track, both of them had a good verse. Not really too familiar with Mozzie, but he did his thing. Track number six, uh, Moon Juice, which is an interesting name. I don't know what that means. Uh, Snoop Dogg is on this track featuring Jeremiah. Of course, Jeremiah is only for the chorus. Nobody calls him for a verse. Not just to like disrespect Jeremiah, but I don't know if he'll disrespect it or not. But that's that's it's crazy. Every time he gets a call, it's just for a chorus. No, uh, no verse. Snoop Dogg did his thing, of course. Now that's a now Snoop Dogg's a real OG. Like he's been around like for all the artists, like Tupac, Jay Z, Dr. Dre, like Drake, <laughs> like all the artists. He's been around. So uh, track number seven. It's not really a track. Rhapsody just has a little interlude. I think she's doing um, a poetry type interlude where it's not really a beat. She's just going off of her rhymes and, and just trying to tell a story through a rhyme but with no beat so i thought the interlude was pretty nice it was a nice little break for the album then we get past the interlude track number eight hypno probably my favorite track on the uh, on the album hypno featuring i don't even know how to say this artist's name like rocky or it looks like rocky so r-a-h-k-y i don't know why artists spell their names in certain ways like like, you know, a black artist, if you're familiar with black and he spells it with the six and lack and he just got mad at his fans for not being able to pronounce his name. Like it's stuff like that. that just it's just 
you just can't make that type of stuff up like an artist putting a six in front of the name and, and expecting you to pronounce it as a b i mean it's just yeah it's crazy nowadays but uh track that song was number track number eight was my favorite on the album i was gonna play a snippet but couldn't find a clean version you know at least try to keep the pod uh the podcast pg you know even though we talk about hip-hop try not to have too many uh expletives or too many bombs going throughout the the song so yeah couldn't find a clean version for that so track number nine half a ticket definitely a stand down the album featuring conway the machine and london J. I don't know who london J is but conway conway had a great verse i think he's part of griselda if i'm not mistaken i just got put on uh to griselda and we're also going to get into benny the butcher but that song was really good definitely a standout half a ticket track number 10 respect the code ti and ross ti and rick ross really don't miss solid track so going to track number 11 put some, put some on it Featuring Miss Pat, I think that's the person that was at the beginning, talking at the beginning of the album. So, I don't know if she, she's a comedian or what, but she I think she had jokes on this. Put Some On It was another solid track. Uh, track number 12, Family Connect. This this is a long album, I'm not even going to lie to you. Fam, uh, Family Connect featuring Domani. Hopefully I'm saying that right. T.I. had a great verse. Domani had a great verse. I think Domani went first and then T.I. came second. So they really played off each other throughout this whole track. Like the way they bounced back and forth. T.I. was telling a story about how he was quote unquote beefing with his daughter. Because I don't know if y'all uh, followed some of the T.I. like news or drama that pops up. But T.I. said some crazy stuff about his daughter. I'm not even going to lie. So y'all can look that up. I'm not even gonna talk about it. <laughs> y'all. Y'all can look that up if y'all want to. But yeah, that's not. Yeah, we, we just know he talks about that on the, on the track. Really doesn't elaborate too much. Just says him and his daughter are beefing. So that's never good. Uh, track number thirteen, "Make Amends," featuring Benny the Butcher and Jada Kiss. Benny has a great verse. We're gonna get into his LP, like I keep saying. Uh, Jada Kiss had a great verse. Just this whole album's just solid overall. Four, uh, track number 14 fire and earth interlude ernestine johnson i don't know who that is i probably should but the interlude was okay 15 pantone blue i don't know if this was going for a billboard hit or not hit but i don't know if they was going for a certain vibe for this one which i think they are because it's totally this song is totally different from all the other tracks on the album i mean i would say jeremiah's chorus but you've heard jeremiah like if you heard one Jeremiah chorus, you kind of heard all of them. But Pantone Blue is a is a unique singing type chorus featuring Alec Barretts. And T.I. plays off with the verse. So they go ba- not back and forth, but the chorus, verse, chorus. You know, the, the basic try to get a hit type song. The, the formula of a, of a single, even though he didn't release it as a single. It's track number 15 pantone blue is different from is a different song structure than all the other tracks on the album number uh track number 16 horizons uh nothing too crazy i mean ti did this thing um track number 17 how i feel featuring eric bellinger and killer mike killer mike is really good at rapping and really good activist so it's just one of those it's just like you know how some rappers they can rap but then when they get to talking you 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 don't understand how they rap so well (laughs) like just to put in like i don't know how to explain it any other way but killer mike raps the way he 
the way he articulates and over like a speech like when he gave that speech with uh george floyd and stuff and then the way he raps it's like totally the same type of message and he delivers it in a way that fits both um that bit that fits both um situations like it doesn't he doesn't seem like he's forcing it when he speaks and gives a speech and when he raps and it's basically talking about the same thing uh track number 18 we did it big by ti and john legend that's another one of those try to be like i feel like that track tried to be like a panto blue i ain't really like that too much and then the track 19 with uh thank god featuring 21 savage i think i said this on the 21 savage album i don't really like when rappers like this try to sing because people i mean people be thinking they're drake and then they just listen to themselves and i don't really know if the engineer like really cares about them like that or not but like if if you're listening to an artist like that try to sing and you're just sitting there like nodding just going going with it like i don't know he may just may have to get fired or something like that's just he really just setting up setting ti 21 up for, for failure like somebody need to tell them that they can't sing i don't know if it needs to be their engineer but somebody got to just pull them to the side and say they need to stick to rapping and don't try to be like like a lot of artists try to be like drake but don't have the they don't have the vocal range because like, not saying i mean drake has a limited vocal range but 21 savage and ti has they have like no vocal range like at all like i don't even i don't know why they try to sing <laughs> so, like basically that's basically what i'm trying to say like i ain't like the song because i thought they was gonna be rapping and they were singing throughout the whole song anyways last track on this album Deja's conclusion it wasn't really too much um now that i think about it, i don't really know too much about the conclusion all i know is the album as a whole 20 track album uh really long not really long but it, it's a long track list but it doesn't feel as long as i like if i made it seem like it was too long i don't really think it was too long i think the album was really solid that it made it seem like it wasn't it wasn't forced you know some of the tracks i would have took off there like the john legend one I wouldn't have took the 21 Savage on there be, off of there because I mean you need it for sales, but at the same time, I would have just I would have tried to speed it up, add some 808, something like they they was them singing kind of threw it off. So I don't know if I can blame the beat. So that's why I gave it a seven out of ten. I don't really think it ended as strong as it started. It started like first four tracks off of Ti's album, just all of them just bangers, different type of beats. Ti's rapping like rapping, rapping, and it, it's just like kind of fell off towards the end the last five or six last uh, four or five tracks so that's why i gave it a seven out of ten but yeah uh click my link tree in my bio uh send me a message on one of my social media letting me know what do you think of ti's album the libra and do you think that and who do you think had the best verse on the album so yeah that's all i really have for ti's the libra so now we're gonna switch it up a little bit Okay, getting into gaming. We're going to talk about something that's been talked, well, not something that's been like low key complained about while this campaign trail campaign. Nah, this roll, I think it's a rollout. I don't know. Calling stuff a campaign, they're going to think I'm talking about politics. But, anyways, Spider Man Miles Morales is what we're going to talk about today. And specifically, we're going to talk about his Air Jordan 1s, which is a prominent um 
image of his character it's, it's not something that's like important but it's something that if he has shoes on and it's not those people's gonna notice and people did notice with this so uh i was pulling up the the website first okay never mind it, it went back you know sometimes just technical difficulties but so spider-man miles morales the the video games coming out along with the next gen consoles so during the during the um, phase of rolling out the game and, and getting people getting more eyes on it basically so they can sell good and not sell basically not flop which is hard to flop with any spider-man thing related because spider-man's literally the the most the, the most famous superhero in the world so it's like spider-man and there's like batman so spider-man anything spider-man if you flop with that like you just need to be fired like this it's not really too much it's not too uh complicated it's pretty simple so one of the things that a lot of people notice about um spider-man miles morales when he first came onto the scene when he was first created is the way that they marketed him wearing a pair of chicago's one of the most classic and popular colorways of the iconic jordan sneaker line so Obviously, Nike is a part of Jordan, and you have to license these things for your character to wear them. Even though it's Spider-Man, I guess Insomniac or whoever making this game ran into the problem. Because I don't think, into the Spider-Verse, I believe he had on the Air Jordan 1, so the movie didn't have a problem getting the licensing from Nike. I don't know if Nike paid them or they paid Nike. Like You never know how those work, because they always look at the numbers. Like They always look at it as like, are you helping me more if or am i helping you so you have to come with them come to them with numbers like look spot uh into the spider versus coming out in the movie theaters this is how much it's gonna make this is how much uh, people are gonna watch it uh watch the movie so depending on that negotiation either you're gonna pay the license or they're gonna uh pay to have their product on your character so for the video game I don't think the video game makes as much as the actual movie so they probably had trouble negotiating with nike to put the air jordan ones in the video game and it's something that a lot of kids from brooklyn is uh is like recognizable to them because as the the product the production designer justin k thompson said nike was instantly sold on having the air jordan ones in the game so i don't understand well that's for the movie for the movie because you know the movie makes more than the video game from what i'm saying well for what i'm uh from my perspective that that's what i think and so for the video for the video game is really weird because i guess they wasn't able to have the same uh success in negotiations because they actually had to replace the air jordan ones with the high top adidas superstars and there's actually okay i'm actually gonna put the um so if, if you're listening to the segment i'm gonna put the spider-man mouse morales picture of him wearing the adidas in the in the um thumbnail not thumbnail i don't know what it's called on spotify but basically the picture so in the spider-man mouse morales segment when when it's uh, up like by itself you will see what i'm talking about you can see i mean you can look at it right now the adidas superstar spider-man miles morales and you can see him wearing adidas instead of wearing the, his classic air jordan ones 
and which you wouldn't think is a big deal but the fans went crazy when they saw that because it was a tweet that fandom put out and they said Miles Morales went from Jordan to Adidas showing off the different skins you can have with uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales and one of them was here him wearing Adidas shoes so a lot of fans were just upset like they said this totally um, downplays the, the, the character and the origin and how Miles actually prefers Jordans over Adidas and they're just totally ruining the character you know how people just get crazy with their complaints about a character so you can also see it in the Spider-Man Miles Morales uh, cover art and one of the art arts is called the art of the game if you look at his shoes, it's, it's similar to the Air Jordan ones, but it's the, the logo <laughs> the logo is missing. So the video game the video game Miles Morales might be kind of uh, more more in the in more. Uh, what am I trying to say? <laughs> the video game Miles Morales probably is struggling a little bit more than the movie Miles Morales because he obviously can't afford a pair of Air Jordan ones, so he had to get some. I mean, some some. Um, I don't even I don't even know what those are called. He had to get some knockoffs basically. So uh yeah, fans were not happy with that. Uh, one of the journalists that reported on it as Insomniac for a comment and didn't get a reply, so we can only guess that they don't want to talk about it because it's probably more of a marketing and licensing thing. And Nike's deal with Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse was for that one specific movie. And Adidas probably is trying to get in on this character because Spider-Man is a huge character. And they're probably trying to have a much wider and long-term arrangement with Marvel. Because them seeing Adidas. Because kids who are going to play this game are going to look at that and be like, I want to wear Adidas like Spider-Man. Miles, you know? But in the movie, he has the Air Jordan 1. So it's just one of those things that it was a licensing thing. Probably wasn't able to negotiate the right amount of numbers that was going to, like, the numbers that was going to be uh, on the game to end up getting that deal done. So instead of Nike paying them to have their product in their movie, it was, it was probably the reverse with the video game. So. But moving on from that and actually getting into the overview of the game, a lot of people want to know when this game is coming out. Like I just said, it's coming out for it's coming out with the next gen consoles. But specifically, this game is coming out November 12th alongside the PS5 and the um, Xbox Series X. The standard edition will be 50 while the ultimate edition will be available for 70. And that's very interesting because this game is not as long as the original Spider-Man. I believe this game is like a shorter version of that game. It's like a DLC. Well, not DLC. That's, that's a little bit too much. It's a long game, but it's not longer than uh, normal. Like, it's not a normal Spider-Man game length. So, uh, the original Spider-Man also is getting remastered from the uh, previous uh, 2018 game. It's getting the next gen improved with a whole new face. Uh, Peter Parker so that's exciting for, for people who care about that stuff looking at Peter's face even though he's like Spider-Man 80% of the time but anyways Spider-Man Miles Morales will also get you some a bonus uh, like pre-ordering pre-ordering Spider-Man Miles Morales will also get you some bonus items and that will include some um, 
skill points, extra skill points to start customizing Miles' abilities right away. You can unlock early. Uh, you can unlock the gravity well gadget, and you also get two alternative costumes, alternate co uh, costumes, the tracksuit with an unlockable, untrackable suit mod, and another suit to be announced. So it hasn't been announced yet, but hopefully it's not the suit with the Adidas, but because people are gonna be pretty upset about that as you just seen but i don't really think it'll be too much of a big deal i mean who really i don't know i, I don't know having jordans on is pretty nice compared to adidas i mean you see the people uh, associated with jordan and you see the people associated with adidas it's, it's kind of levels to this but uh i don't know let me know uh, in my uh, click my link tree in my bios message me on one of my social medias and let me know what do you think of the whole deal with miles morales and, and adidas and jordan is it a big deal or not so getting into the overview of the story they say that this picks up one year after the end of the dlc of the 2018 spider-man game and miles has been training under pete to embrace his spidey powers and he's his mother is campaigning in the for city council a gang war is going between between roxon and the underground led by the villain tinkerer so it looks like the tinkerer is going to be the biggest villain in this game even though we never we never truly know who's going to be the biggest villain we just assume so yeah that's really the that's really it for the story um they also so showed a comparison of miles face in the original spider-man versus miles face and spider-man miles morales video game is, is a lot different because they very much upgraded miles face to look like he's going to be the main character like in the, in the original spider-man game wasn't really rendered like that like you look at his face and you could tell like he was not going to be uh the main character even though you did control him at some points but you also controlled mary jane and she didn't have the amount of render that uh peter had but i don't know Maybe I'm just looking too deep into it, but I definitely know one thing is for sure that the Spider-Man Miles Morales video game face looks uh, more in detail than the original Spider-Man Miles face. So yeah, also the developers was talking about how Miles has unique powers with the Venom Blast and everything like that. And they also talked about how... Um, his abilities will be on on not on par with Peter's in terms of gameplay, but it will be like similar. Cause obviously Miles is a new Spider-Man, so he's not gonna be like the whole thing about the original Spider-Man was like he's been Spider-Man for a while. So when he's swinging, you can do tricks and everything. I wonder if you can do the same with Miles, or if they're gonna make it to where it's harder, not harder to swing, cause that'll be that'll be like don't make it harder to swing. But I don't know if you'll be able to do the same tricks like tricks for miles may be different than tricks what peter can do because peter's been swinging for years like when he when we first joined him in the original game miles is just starting with the spider-man stuff so but you never know he might he might uh, be learning fast so that's all i really have for the spider-man miles morales Air jordan one's breakdown let me uh click my link to my bio let me know well, if you think this is a big deal or not, if you think that Spider-Man Miles Morales having having Adidas instead of Nike is a big deal, or do you think 
that him his shoes his shoe selection doesn't matter like i mean it's not like miles is out here hooping with lebron and stuff so it's not that big of a deal but still i mean he's a huge character i mean spider-man's one of the like i keep saying spider-man's one of the most recognizable superheroes in the world so definitely don't want to play around with marketing like that and we'll see which uh company comes on top with that like because basically it's a negotiation tactic be like Obviously, Insomniac probably went to Nike like we want your shoes and we want your shoes in our game. Nike probably said, "Nah, we only did that for the movie, but for y'all, no." So Insomniac was like, "Okay, we'll go with Adidas." So we'll see if um, Insomniac calling their bluff will actually help out with Nike doing deals with them in the long term. Because Miles will definitely be in the next uh, Spider-Man game, like the original Spider-Man. So we'll see with that, and we're going to switch it up a little bit. Okay, getting into the final tidbit of the episode, we're going to get into Benny the Butcher. So for pop culture, we're going to get into Benny the Butcher and Hit Boy's album called Burden of Proof. Proof. I don't know why I said it like that. Did I mess up proof? I probably messed up that word like three times. But anyways... Hit Boy's been on a run recently with the album with Nas. That album was really good with my favorite being the one with Fabio and Nas and uh, ASAP. Then you had the the classic with Big Sean, the Hit Boy and Big Sean album. That that album was great. I, I say classic. I don't, I don't know if it was a classic. I, I may have been over. I may have been exaggerating a little bit, but that album was great. So Detroit Two was amazing. Then you got Benny the Butcher, Burden of Proof. With Hit Boy's fingerprints all over it. So Hit Boy's been on a run. Probably the biggest run of 2020. I don't see any other uh, producer coming close to him. I mean, Metro had his little thing with 21 Savage, but I don't think that compares to Nas, Big Sean, and Benny. But let me know that I mean let me know on one of my social medias, like, what do you think of uh Hit Boy Hit Boy's run? Do you think any other producer has had a run like he's had this year? So, Benny the Butcher of Griselda uh, had his album, well, dropped his highly anticipated album, Burning the Proof. I don't know if it was highly anticipated. You know, they be saying anything in these articles. This is a complex article. I don't know if it was highly anticipated, but I just caught it because I actually pay attention to hip-hop. So, he dropped the album featuring a lot of lyricists like Lil Wayne, Big Sean, Rick Ross, uh, West Side Gun, Conway the Machine. And Dom Kennedy. So, Benny, one of the things that I noticed that Benny, Benny raps about, like, okay, I mean, he's a hip hop artist, so I, I guess that point is, I ain't even say it, because nah, now that I think about it, that, that point is, you know, some things when you, when you think about it, you, it almost comes out, and you just stop it. That's called, uh, that's called thinking before you speak. <laughs> speak. But, anyways, I guess he gave a quote saying that if you want uh benny said if you understand the meaning of burning a proof it's one trying to prove their assertion assertion and that's what i'm doing with this album benny explained and he said that this is validation of what i have been saying all this time about griselda bsf benny the butcher coming to fruition um the burden of proof always lies with me so i mean I guess he was just trying to hype up his album. 
but he said the album well not he said the album did he came out with a single called timeless featuring big sean and lil wayne which big sean lil wayne went crazy like lil wayne went crazy and then big sean went crazy so really benny was just there that that was kind of tough for him because that was his album but yeah you put two guys like that on the same track you know they gonna go at it so you just gonna be over there sitting on the sideline but i don't know some people may feel different like benny actually put up a fight so you get into track number one called burden of proof which is the uh, the the title of the whole album and it wasn't really too much about the burden of proof that really stood out to me but it was just the the way he was rapping over the beat and the way he was picking different flows and just actually talking about something like the, the he actually had stories connected to other stories throughout the whole track but that was probably one of my favorite tracks on the album track number two where would i go featuring rick ross that was solid nothing too crazy track number three slide green um that was a solid and then <laughs> all these is gonna be solid i mean it's a great it's a it's a good album but it's not one of my favorites like i really like diversity in the album but for him he's a lyricist so you're really gonna get one type of uh it's really just gonna be one lane that he stays in but he, he drives it really well um number three track number three sly green solid track number four one way flight featuring free to gibbs this is one where it actually has a chorus uh free to gibbs tries to give his catchy his version of a catchy uh chorus wasn't really wasn't really too outstanding to me track number five famous another standout on the album famous is a really great track on this album uh, he just talks about like different things about being famous and then just gives a whole different perspective not a whole different i mean you've heard the pers perspective before but it's very uh unique coming from benny track number six timeless this is the single he put out before he put uh eventually put out the whole album featuring big sean and lil wayne like i was just saying big sean and lil wayne was going at it while big benny in my opinion was just sitting on the sideline watching so i think lil wayne got the best of big sean which hurts me because, you know, Big Sean, one of my favorite artists. But, you know, he always puts himself up against great lyricists like Lil Wayne and Kendrick and try to go back and forth with him. But it never ends, never ends up uh, out to never ends up like victorious, in my opinion, except for Major Key. I think Big Sean had the better verse on Major Key, which is probably like a hot take, but I don't care. I don't really think Big Sean and Kendrick is that huge of a gap, but I do think Kendrick is better than Big Sean, but like a lot. So I guess there is a big gap. <laughs> but Kendrick hasn't put out music in like forever. Like it's been like it's been like a century or something since Kendrick. The last time Kendrick put out music, I think it was like the Black Panther album. Mm. I mean, rest in peace to Chadwick, uh, Chadwick Boseman. But I, don't, I don't see him coming. I don't, I don't see um, like I don't know when Kendrick's going to come back. Like. I don't, see, I don't see him coming back at, at the end of this year because that wouldn't... Unless he's trying to be like Jay-Z and just come back in the fourth quarter. Like, that would be weird because he hasn't put out album in so long. And he hasn't been saying anything. I mean, so much stuff has been happening with social justice. You know, he's the one who's had the pimp of butterflies. And he's the one who's had the... Um, the um, Well, Section 80 is not a good example. Basically, he's he's had tracks talking about so certain social justice uh, issues, and he was kind of quiet when when the whole thing was going on. Even though he did have a picture of him being like marching, but 
I don't know. He may just be to himself. Anyways, getting back into Benny the Butcher. Track number seven, New Streets. That was a good. That was a good song. Uh, <laughs> I'm just talking about solid and good song. Like nothing really stood out to me on this. I mean, he was a great rapper, but you know, I like I like diversity in my albums. Uh, track number eight, Over the Limit, featuring Dom Kennedy. Uh, that was one of my favorite tracks off the album. I think Dom and, and Benny had a good chemistry on Over the Limit, and I think that made it stand out. Track number nine, Trade It All. It was solid, nothing too crazy. Track number 10, Thank God I Made It, featuring Queen Nyjah? I don't know. But anyways, that was all right. Nothing too special with that. Track number 11, War Paint, featuring... Conway the Machine and Westside Gun. I think this is actually his Griselda group, if I'm not mistaken. I got put on the Griselda, so I don't really know the, all the members, but I know Conway's a part of it, so I would assume that Westside is too, if you put this towards the end, because he probably, you know, wanted to still put it like, hey, I'm still with Griselda, like I'm not going, not trying to go solo, even though I put out a whole solo album. You know how those artists be. Like Quavo, when he put out his album. A lot of people was killing it. I didn't think it was terrible, but I didn't think it was good. So it was just one of those that you just kind of had to live with it. Cause I, I grew up on, I grew up on Amigos. So anytime slander, slander goes to any one of them, it's just, it just hurts me. But sometimes they deserve it. Uh, track number twelve, the last track on the album, called Legend. This is a, another standout, probably the second best song on the album. He definitely ended it with his best effort. So Benny throughout this whole album was rapping, rapping. The, the beats were great. It was just such a one lane type album that it, not that I got disinterested, but once I heard the like, once you get to that point where okay, I, man, I know you can rap. Like, can you can you do something? You, you know, it's just like once you get to the point where I know you can rap, can you change it up a little bit? It's just like because he had flows, but it wasn't really too distinct from one another. I wouldn't say like the baby, like he was just using the same flow over and over, but the range of, I don't know, I guess I like more vocal range in, in my artist, so for him, it was just one tone, basically, but the, the words and flows were great, so I would give this album probably a 6 out of 10, uh, I don't think that's bad at all, like I feel like a bad score would be a 5 and below, or below, 6 is solid to me, I mean 6 is basically passing in some classes, <laughs> <laughs> uh seven through like you know seven through ten is is good to great albums uh so being in a butcher i will give it a six solid six out of ten click my link tree in my bio let me know what do you think of benny the butcher's uh burden of proof who do you think had the best verse on the album and what do you what is your personal score like do you think i or scored it too low do you think i scored it too high just let me know So yeah, that's about it for episode 16. Going to back over what we just talked what we talked about in this episode. For the full pod, we talked on the quote of the pod, we talked about uh well basically for the for episode 16, we talked about Mungus Mobile and Crossplay. For music, we talked about TI's new album called The Libra, which was a great body of work. Gaming, we got into Spider-Man Miles Morales Air Jordan 1s. Basically, Miles is now video game version of miles morales is now wearing knockoff jordans and adidas shoes so that's all you need to know for that and pop culture benny the butcher's burden of proof good um 
solid album nothing too crazy but definitely not bad yeah so that's about it for episode 16 thanks for tuning in to the notorious mass effect podcast and don't be afraid to send me a voice message on anchor letting me know what you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in the next episode click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities make sure to share this podcast as this helps your show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Notorious Mass Effect.